What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. As you know, the Prime Minister uh, and the Canadian delegation to the recent G20 summit were stuck in New Delhi for a couple of days because the official plane that carries the Prime Minister to events like this broke down on the runway. Um, and we had to send a part to fix the plane with a technician from Canada to get to India, get that plane flying again. 48 hours after it was supposed to take off, it did. Now, some have said, hey, these things happen. It's happened before. Other countries have had breakdowns. Um, planes do have issues. But but aside from it being a really embarrassing thing to happen, it, it's symptomatic of bigger problems, especially when it comes to defense in this country and how we handle it. We're going to speak with Rob Hubert now, a professor at the University of Calgary, specializing in Canadian defense policy. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time as always. Well, it's always my pleasure. Um, okay, to start, I mean, obviously, this is pretty embarrassing, right? I mean, we're, we're a G7 country. Uh, we're supposed to be one, a world leader in a lot of ways. And then we've got our prime minister stuck for two days. That's un- unheard of, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, you can be a little sympathetic for um, the plane maintenance issue and, and the fact that they caught it before you take off. I mean, that says something good. I mean, you would definitely would not have wanted to have some type of um, uh, emergency in the air. But it, it's how it was handled. And, and the fact that these aircraft, once again, are so sympathetic or symbolic of our, the state of our yeah. Canadian forces and how we get it to begin with. I mean, that's the thing when you talk about it. And, and, and like you say, people have called me and said, oh, come on, planes break down. These things happen. You're right. They, they absolutely do. But it's a symptom. It's like you said, because we've talked before, Rob, about Canadian defense policy, Canadian spending, maintenance, supplying, procurement, you name it. This is just a symptom of those problems, correct? Yeah. And, and, and look at why we have those particular aircraft. You get into the age the whole issue that we won't replace. But remember, the Air Force did not get to go out and go pick those aircraft and say, this is what we need for the best uh, for our men and women of our forces. It was a political solution. You'll remember way back in terms of the issue was Canadian Air going to take over Air Canada, Air Canada over Canadian. And that was a little bit of a stop to Canadian once that uh, court ruling in Quebec came forward and said, no, it had to be Air Canada. So, you know, it's a political choice. They don't replace it. They don't really go to the military to say, what do you really need? Uh, you guys are putting your, your, your lives on the line. Let's get you what you need, not what is politically convenient. And this is an ongoing political issue. So, I mean, it's not necessarily the fact that the Trudeau administration hasn't paid anything on defense, which it hasn't. Uh, but it also goes even further back into into previous administrations. In terms of this particular aircraft, you know, and how we shuttle our prime minister and his delegation around to events such as this, how long have we been talking about we need new planes? We do have new planes. We'll get to that in a second. They just weren't ready for this particular summit. But how long has this been something that we've been bandying about in this country? It's been in discussion within the Air Force and within those that have to make these decisions for at least the last 15 years. Jeez. Okay. And we did get new planes right at the end of August. They just weren't ready for this. So did we have we solved the problem, Rob? Well, we probably have solved this problem. And remember, any problem that makes embarrasses the prime minister 
those problems, regardless if it's if it's the military or other branches of of the Canadian government, they get solved. Yeah, yeah. And so that gets solved. Does it solve the problem of the the horrific state that our procurement system is, and and the wanton neglect that our political elites provide for the for the maintenance of of these capabilities? And that's not going to get solved. Um, it's embarrassing for the Prime Minister, but I think it's embarrassing for, for Canada as a country. I cannot imagine um, the U.S. Press Secretary coming out and saying, you know what, uh, uh, President Biden's going to spend a couple extra days in New Delhi because we can't get the plane off the ground to get him home. It just it, it would not happen. But we know that there's a reputational problem when it comes to Canada and its defense capabilities. Doesn't this just feed into that as well? Oh, it feeds totally. And it feeds into another thing. The government made a big political splash about having an Indo-Pacific strategy. It said, look, we've put together all these experts. There was some questions about exactly the, who the experts were that they brought together. They unveiled this Indo-Pacific strategy, said we're going to do it. One of the hallmarks was closer relationships and in countries like India featured quite, uh, quite, quite, quite prominently. Here's the prime minister. Okay. Plane, the plane couldn't take off. Okay, fine. We can we can perhaps say these things happen, you know, you know, and forget about the neglect that has been there. But remember, the prime minister then sits in his hotel room. You would think that if you have a activist Indo-Pacific strategy, everything that was promised within that strategy, you would see the prime minister say, hey, let's make lemonade out of lemon. You know, okay, you know, crap happens. Uh, let's talk about some of the negotiations for the trade agreement. Let's talk about some of the shared uh, security issues. Okay, I understand Prime Minister Modi's going to be busy with other stuff. That's not planned. But, you know, we'll meet with other people. Let's, 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 let's get this Indo-Pacific strategy going. I'm Prime Minister, and, and I've got a, all of a sudden I've got a little bit extra time on my hand. But no, he sits in the hotel room. And so I think that that yeah, it shows the problem we have with the military, but it shows also equally the emptiness of our foreign policy, particularly when it comes to that region. How big, I mean, does this just go away? I think it does, right? I mean, hey, I mean, the answer is going to be, well, we've got the new planes. This won't happen again. Uh, does this does this fundamentally change anything? Because, I mean, these problems have seen bigger, more embarrassing issues than just the prime minister being stuck for a couple of days. And that didn't really seem to move the needle. No, because look at what's being considered right now. Remember that they moved her in from the Minister of Defense. She was making all yeah. what seemed to be the right statements about increased spending. And as soon as she started saying that publicly, look at what the Prime Minister did. Oh, I'm going to transfer you to the, um, to the uh, ministry. So you can't be, you can't solve that problem. And so when all of a sudden she pops forward after being a minister of defense saying, yes, we, we've got a problem, we've got to fix it, oh, you're going to be promoted, you know, some promotion, and put over in treasury board. And what's the first public statement? Oh, yes, everybody has to cut $14 billion, yeah. everybody. So, no, it's, if, if anything, the problem is going to get worse. Hey, I haven't spoken to you since that shuffle was made. What hap- what's your take on that? Because, I mean, like you say, I think in that, a lot of people were thinking, hey, she's doing some good things. I, I didn't see anything going wrong with her. She was t- t- handling a, a pretty tough portfolio right now. Um, what did you make of that shift? Well, I mean, what it looks like is that she was taking serious the rhetoric that the government always comes forward. I mean, remember, this government's very good on rhetoric, so yes, we're going to do all sorts of great things. And from what I understand from people I've talked on the inside, she was actually making things move, particularly on the NORAD organization, 
And she was also apparently taking serious the um, defense. Remember the we're gonna we're gonna have this great update. We're going to have all sorts of new stuff. But actually, starting to make decisions to spend now once again with the secrecy that surrounds Canadian governments today, we'll probably never know for certain. But apparently, that was part of the reason why they moved her out. At least this is these are some of the yeah. rumors, and I want to say rumors. We we have no fact on it. We'll see.